Welcome to the Trainer Life Podcast. My name is Danielle Harrison, and I am a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist. And I've been in the fitness industry in New York City for over 10 years. I've learned a lot and met some amazing people along the way. So if you were always curious about the ins and outs of the industry from a woman's perspective, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Trainer Life Podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me and returning. I hope you are finding these podcasts fun and informative and educational and just an overall good listen whenever you are listening to it. So be it. So when do you listen? When is the time that uh, you find the time to listen to a podcast? And let's get into today's topic. So today's topic is what do we do when it's not working? but the determination is there. That is a very long sentence, but that is what we're gonna discuss today. And what I mean by that is I was having a conversation with my uh, cousin who lives down South and she texted me basically wondering why she is not seeing the results that she is looking for and feels like she is definitely putting that work in to see some form of transformation and she's not getting what she is looking for. And that's very hard to make those determinations, especially when I can't see what you're doing, how you're doing it, um, the true consistency behind what you're doing. And I, I have gotten this question a lot throughout my career, especially when people, you know, hear that I'm a trainer and everything, someone will always be like, oh, well, what can I do for this? Or what can I do for that? Or what can I do for this? And usually the information I give is very generalized because unless I am putting you through an assessment or I know your starting point, your baseline, it's very hard to give anything but generalized information. And that's even out of, you know, magazines and websites and podcasts and trainers. We give advice for the general population. But if you are a special population or recovering from injury or a heart attack or anything like that, you no longer fall into gen pop. And that means some things are going to have to be changed. And even now, general population has also altered where people are getting injured a lot more nowadays. I have found in my years in the fitness industry and the clients I trained and the people I've had come take my classes, there's so much more injury and the injuries actually in younger people, you would think it would be like someone, you know, in their fifties, someone who's been around for a little bit and, you know, acquired injuries just throughout their, you know, livelihood. And it's actually not. I have more, I have seen more injury and more surgeries in the people below the age of, we'll say like 35, 40 than people above 50. And that is because I definitely think because we're not taking the time out for proper warm up and our workouts have also gotten more vigorous and I don't want to say complicated, but things like CrossFit or boot camp classes and things to that nature, not that they're not fun and that people shouldn't do that but making sure that you have a solid foundation being your first and first foremost priority is not so much pushed, especially if you're taking a class because you just don't have time for it in a class. And again, we're serving general population with pretty decent form, minimum, 
a little a minimum of, of conditioning and wherewithal of their body but especially with being at home nowadays and uh, work from home people are sitting a lot more so finding a lot more shoulder pain and forward head movement and tight hip flexors and underactive glutes and things like that again these are all general things that i have been consistently seeing for the last few years but injuries among younger people is something that i've been seeing for over 10 years now so back to the conversation that i was having with my cousin you know it was frustrating her because she's like you know i'm diligent i'm committed i go you know x amount of times a week and i said all right so it was like tell me what you're doing and as far as i could tell you know she was doing a solid workout and it was good but again it's very hard to tell someone the things that need to be changed when you're not working with them and i could hear the frustration um in her voice and that it was, she was almost at a point of wanting to give up that I see because it might work, especially, you know, we see the commercials, we see the different types of workouts that are out there and, you know, promising results in 30 days or 60 days or, you know, transformations and dropping weight. And we've discussed that in other podcasts about how that's kind of to get you in and be like, well, you need me. And that's the point of things like that. It's like, well, you need me now that you've lost this weight to keep it off. So let's look at some of the factors that can be causing you to not see the results of the work that you're putting in. And some of those factors are you are changing your workouts too much and not sticking to a plan long enough to see those transformations in their body. One, you're going to feel a difference in your body before you will see that difference in your body. And a lot of times people wait until the last minute to want to put the work in for an event. And what I mean by an event is usually people start getting dedicated about their fitness if a vacation is coming up, a graduation, a wedding, or something to that nature. And then they're like, oh, okay, now I got to get serious. Where there are some people, and I usually find the people that have the long-term fitness mindset are the people who have been injured, or the people who have had a surgery or were on medication or their doctors have been like, listen, it's either medication or you get this in line. You need to start working out. You need to get a, you know, a new registered dietitian or something like that. So I find those are the people who have long-term outlooks and also have more consistency in their life because they've realized, you know, my doctor has basically said, I got to do this indefinitely. Um, the other uh, segment of people that I'm discussing, sorry, lost my train of thought there. The other segment of people that usually are like, I'm doing work and I'm doing it hard and I'm not seeing results like this is because one, they're doing it with a short amount of time. So you have those people who have their long-term outlook and then you have the people who are being very consistent, they're being very diligent, but usually that comes from an end goal. And like I said, that end goal is a wedding, a vacation, a graduation, or whatever their thing is that they want to get fit for. And I definitely find this happening. I worked with two clients last year and they were both going to be uh, brides. They're both married now. And 
their weddings had gotten pushed because of uh, Corona and things like that. But their outlook was once they both honestly wanted to start training, it was a very short amount of time before their weddings. And the outcome that they wanted was almost, and I'm going to be frank, it was unrealistic for where they were starting. Transformation, weight loss, whatever the case may be, we would, you know, six months prior to your wedding would have been more of a realistic timeline so that one, you don't feel like you're starving yourself. You don't get headaches. You're not snapping at people. You don't feel like your workouts are frustrating your life and you're adding more pressure onto your days. I was like, that's one of my biggest things. I don't want working out to feel like it is a pressure on your life or we're tacking one more thing on your to-do list and it becomes more of a bother and a hindrance and an exhaustion than something that's supposed to benefit your health and benefit your stress levels and provide a place of strength and peace for you. So both of these brides were were like very short, like three months and, you know, 60 days and things. And I was like, okay. But again, we were also with both of them, we're dealing with injury. So I'm like, you can't, you know, think you're going to come in and go to, you know, like a level eight when your foot is injured or you had a shoulder issue and we need to work on mobility and we need to work on strengthening and we need to work on muscle activation and things like this. And you're expecting, both of them are expecting these drastic changes in these very short amount of time. So that is one thing I think people need to understand is that change, especially when it comes to a healthy routine with a healthy outlook and not something that's going to be detrimental to your health will take time and it's generally longer than what you think it is going to be. Whatever you think it's going to be, double it. So, you know, you're like, oh, I have a month to do this. To do it in a healthy and effective way most likely is going to take you two months to do it. If you're thinking, oh, I'm giving myself, you know, six weeks for it, more so than likely you should have a 12-week outlook. And the reason I say that is because I don't want my clients to hate their lives. I, and the thing is, can we get the results in 30, 60 days or whatever the case may be? 100%. We can get those results. But the problem is as soon as you hit that milestone that you're looking for, that result, you usually, most people will gain the weight back because it was at such an intensity. And there are so many factors that go into, again, especially when there's injury, I don't like to put intensity on people who are just coming back, recovering from injury or haven't worked out in years or months and take them from zero to a hundred and think that something isn't going to happen that could hinder their progress. So that was something with both of these brides that it was like, we are going to do the best we can. We are going to work out within your limits. We're going to be working on strength training especially what both of them wanted. It's not always about cardio. And it's, it's just those time frames for that, for both of them that they had, I had to sit them down and be like, okay, we're going to do our best. But just so you know, this should have been a six month outlook for the results that both of these uh, women were looking for. So one of those factors is definitely having patience and realistic time frames. Um, and another one is going to be form. A lot of times, especially at the gym, I see a lot of people 
putting in great effort and their heart is in it, but they are not executing the movements optimally. So what I mean by that is I talk a lot on here in the last few episodes, I think this is episode like seven. So in the last six episodes, form is a huge component of not wasting your time at the gym and having a quality workout that does not have to exceed, does not have to be this egregious amount of time. So some people, you know, they're like, I'm at the gym for an hour and a half. I'm here two hours and all this kind of stuff. And to me, I I usually say you're kind of being more so than likely, again, unless you are training for a specific thing, you are training for a triathlon, you're training for a a bodybuilding or physique competition or a marathon, something to that extent. Again, general population, you do not need to be at the gym working out for two, two and a half hours. Now, if you enjoy it, maybe if you you're at a facility where they have, you know, outdoor seating and lunch and you kind of spend a day there, 100%. But actual workout time, if you are doing it correctly and optimally for your body, depending on what your programming is, you can get a great workout in 45 minutes to about an hour, 15, maybe an hour and a half. Again, the the longer amounts of time are usually for people who are training for something very specific, like a competition. Again, something with an end goal attached to it. But if you are going to the gym for general health purposes, wanting maybe a composition change or just health change, diabetes, heart disease, functional movements, 45 minutes to an hour, you can get quality work in, but your form has to be there. So a lot of times at the gym, I do see people who are doing a solid workout or I see them with their phones or with magazines or, you know, magazines. uh, So back in the day, I'm aging myself here, but I see people with their phones and they're watching videos and they're doing programs. But the only thing is I do see where their form is and it takes every fiber of my being to not want to go up to them and be like, I love the work you're doing, but just shift your hips forward because you're not, you're not really activating that muscle or something like that. I don't do it, but I want to do it, but I don't do it because I'm not their trainer. Um, And I don't want to make people feel awkward like they're being watched at the gym because people feel that way already. And I'm not watching people to gawk at them, but I do watch to see people's form and to see if there's some something I see that's happening across the board with form. That's why I look at people at the gym, because then I can make an Instagram post about it or I can educate people on the proper way to do and get the information out there to help and serve others. So, you know, people are always like, I'm being looked at at the gym. I'm doing for research purposes. That's why I look at people um, at the gym. But a lot of times, again, they're doing these online programs, which there's nothing wrong with online programs. There's nothing wrong with online training, but you definitely need to be sending your coach form videos from different angles, a front angle, a lateral angle, and a back angle so that a coach can see all sides of you and make any form corrections that need to be there. So that is a big, important part. Um, If you are doing any type of online coaching, online programming, and at minimum once a week, or once every other week, depending on where your starting point is, you should be sending a coach form videos because a workout program is amazing and it's great. But if you are not doing that program with good form, it can almost be for not. So that is an important thing to do to make sure you're executing those movements to the best of your ability and 
when I have seen it in my own practice that when I have adjusted a client's form or we've worked on an activation and then they start doing a movement and then we're able to add weight to a movement or we're at, able to add intensity or plyometrics or something like that. Um, I have had so many clients go, you know, I was doing this move for so long wrong. And now that I'm doing it correctly, I definitely feel a difference. I feel the benefits. I see the outcome of where form can take your workout. So that's one of those other reasons. And another one I have is sometimes it can be a person's nutrition. They can be eating too little, omitting certain foods, or they're trying to eat clean in quotation marks um, and actually end up overeating because they're eating these clean, healthy foods that they think, well, this is healthy food, so I'm just going to eat tons of it. Or someone is under eating because they omit dairy, they omit carbs, they don't eat after 8 p.m. and they're doing a 16-hour intermittent fast. Like All of these things can play a role in seeing your body change to being healthy. This also affects your sleep patterns. And when it comes to a person's nutrition, it is very personal to you. It's personal to your GI tract and your family history and any, you know, illnesses. If you are have celiacs, that's different. If you have a intolerance to something that changes everything but it's very important to make sure that you are eating so often people just try and reduce calories and reduce calories but they're reducing their calories to the point that their body can't replenish and repair after a workout so it takes a lot when especially when it comes to those factors but the biggest thing i say for people is balance is key just make sure you have balance in your life when it comes to your nutrition. Don't omit foods unless you have a problem with them, unless you are allergic to them, unless they make you nauseous, unless you like get sick or something from something. Then of course, omit that food. But if you're just trying to omit things because you think, sorry about the sirens in the background again, I'm in New York City and this microphone is very sensitive. <laughs> but um, continuing. Uh, A lot of people omit foods, not because they have a problem with them, because they have just heard it. They've read it in a magazine. The biggest one, oh, I don't eat dairy. And again, if you have an issue with dairy and you're eating it because your stomach does, you know, a one, two step, okay, omit it. But if you're omitting dairy because you consider dairy unhealthy, I go eat, eat the dairy. Like, unless there is something actually wrong, it causes you to break out, you know, eat the dairy. If you're like, well, I only eat carbs in the morning and nothing and no carbs after, but you're doing a very intense workout at like five or 6 p.m., it's okay to have potatoes with your meal. It's okay to have some rice. It's okay to have pasta. Again, you just want to make sure you are working within your nutritional needs and you are feeding your body so that it can replenish itself and it can repair and it can also put in the work for especially intense workouts that we're doing. So that is such a deeper, deeper, deeper conversation when it comes to um, meeting nutritional needs for the type of workout that you are doing, be it, you know, there's a difference between what 
runners need, if runners need, or triathletes, or CrossFit, or bodybuilders, or powerlifters, or general population, you know, there is just so much that that is layered in there and that goes deeper. But the one, again, speaking of general population is that eat a variety of foods. I know you've heard it so many times, eat whole foods and eat as many minimally processed foods as you can. Processed foods are not bad, but they should have a minimal intake and some are minimally processed. And again, deeper conversation, probably we'll have another podcast on about that. And I'm going to get uh, my friend who is a registered dietitian on to go a little bit deeper into that subject matter. And yeah, so I think those are the biggest things and takeaways from this podcast when it comes to if you are not seeing those results that you are looking for it. And oh, and another one is, um, consistency. Now, a lot of people, they're going to the gym, they're being consistent. But what I mean by consistency is in their programming, are is the programming being met as far as reps and weight progression? Because I will see a lot. And one of the biggest things my clients tell me is a lot of them, especially the ones who've been working with me for years, they go, I know what to do, but I am not going to put the weight up or I'm going to do, if you tell me it's, you know, 12 reps, I'm definitely going to stop at like seven. And I'm like, well, fantastic. That's what keeps me in business. But that's something else you need to think about. Are you being consistent with your programming? So if your programming is, you know, we'll say, shoulder press and it's 12 reps at X amount of weight. Are you hitting your reps? Are you hitting your sets? And are you hitting them at weight? Now, again, if your form starts to break when doing certain movements at a certain weight, then we know that weight might is going to be too much for you. Once that form starts to break, that is when that set um, is over or weight adjustments need to be made. But for the purpose of this podcast and this conversation, I see, I hear that a lot um, from people is that maybe that consistency isn't there. It's like, well, at least I'm doing something, but it's like, you're not going to see those changes if you're not holding to your programming. And then another one is, are you using a program or are you just going to the gym? Which again, this is not bad. I do this sometimes. You go and you just kind of are like, okay, I'm here and I'm going to just work on whatever machine I can get on. And I call those sometimes just feel good workouts, movement workouts. Now, I don't have them every week. It's usually maybe once or twice a month. And it's more of a mental thing for me. If I'm feeling very bogged down, I've got a lot going on in my life. I'll do just a feel good workout. And that is, you know, I let this, I let the gym God speak to me type of thing where, you know, if I, if the squat rack is open, I've done a, a solid warm up. you know, I did some activation. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do light squats. Then I might run over to a light bench and I might run it now. Granted this, that type of workout is just moving your body. It's about, that one is way more about your mental state. It's just about showing up. It's about committing to doing something good for your body, even though you might not feel like it. And it's about being present for myself. Now that is what those types of workouts are for me. And again, I might have them, you know, once or twice a month, maybe three times. And it way more has to do with 
my mental state at that time. And sometimes I'm like, I'm just, I just need to be here and I need to show up. And whatever I do is going to be good because I decided to show up. Those workouts are not bad, but they cannot be every day. If you, again, you are looking for a change. If you're looking for a change, you have to be committed to that program and you have to be committed to that process and you have to show up and you have to, I tell people, you give a hundred percent of your intention, but sometimes it's only 80 to 90% of effective. And that's for everybody. Even coaches, even trainers, you know, we do workouts where we want to hit a certain weight on our squats or we want to get a certain number of push-ups in. You know, you might have one raggedy rep in there. You might have two raggedy reps in there, but the point is you are consistently doing the work. You're growing, you're getting better. And the point of doing work and consistently doing work is you want to make every rep look the same. And the only way you can do that is by consistently going to the gym, doing your push-ups, doing your squats, doing your rows, doing your lunges, doing your deadlifts. That's how we get better. We can progress. We get that muscle integration when it comes to that form and our activation. So I hope these were helpful for you. If you are one of those people that gets frustrated because you're like, I've been going to the gym and I'm not seeing any results and I'm either going to switch my program or give up or, you know, do some crash diet, stop for a second, reassess, evaluate. Have you been sticking to your program? Have you been committing to what the program actually says? Um, if there are any adjustments as far as form, time, things like that, make those adjustments. Uh, stay committed to your programming, all right? Again, if we need to adjust weights, form, maybe movements. If you're having pain, we need to address those things. Be consistent and also know that it is going to take you longer than what you think it will, all right? It's it's a process and it's a process that we have been conditioned to think in society that should take 30 days, that should take 60 days. Building muscle, building strength, if you ever talk to like a power lifter or something, it takes time. Like it, it, it takes time for the most elite in the field. So patience is key and fueling your body. Make sure you are, you know, taking a look at what you're eating, drinking water, and try not omitting foods that you enjoy because is there a time when you're like just overeating a certain food because you've been omitting it all week? I say I'd rather you eat two of something couple times a week, then down the whole bag on a Saturday because you omitted it. Like it's about balance and it's about listening to your body and it's about being happy with what you're doing. Like again, working out should be fun and it should be a value add to your life. It shouldn't be something that depletes your life. And if you feel like it's depleting your life, then that also might let you know things need to be adjusted. So I hope this was helpful for you if you're going through this where you're not seeing those changes, stay consistent, stay committed, and definitely reach out to me if you have any questions. I would love to, you know, work with people, jump on calls, and let me know how I can help serve the fitness community. Alrighty, so that is today's episode. Comments, questions, concerns are always welcome. 
please email me at thetrainerlife at gmail.com for any questions you may have. And in the subject line, please put podcast so I know it's pertaining to the podcast. And or you can slide into those DMs on Instagram. And that is the Trainer Life Podcast on Instagram. DM me with any questions anything you might want to know or anybody you would like me to reach out to to potentially be on the podcast. Like I said, I am a newer podcast and I'm doing my best, but no shame in asking and reaching out to people, right? All right. I hope you have a wonderful day. Enjoy your health and fitness. Enjoy your workouts, whatever they may look like. And I will see you next week. Have an amazing day, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Trainer Life. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And I will see you all next week. Have a great day, everybody.